Hello and welcome to the Stuff I Heard podcast. This is your host, Joshua Peak. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Stuff I Heard podcast. Uh, today happens to be the 8th of February, 2020, and um, I'm multitasking right now. I've got a lot of things going on. It was uh, cold in this room, so if you hear a like a murmur in the background, that is a... Um, I got a little heater over in the corner just to just to kind of warm it up a little bit. Um, but also, my buddy Greg may call in as we're doing this. He's like, you think I could call in? I was like, sure, we'll figure it out. I can put you on speaker and we'll we'll make it happen, Captain. So anyway, uh, and my dad is texting me uh, through Facebook Messenger. Hey, Dad. Uh, he did the uh, Ancestry.com. He's like, you interested in results? I was like, sure. So... <laughs> joking with them a little bit on this. Uh, this is the Stuff I Heard podcast, so you can tell people you heard this here. Um, <laughs> I took a photo of it. So my dad posted this eth- ethnicity estimate based on his DNA. 88% England, Wales, Northwestern Europe, uh, 9% Irish, Scottish, 3% Swedish, and less than 1% of Native American. Uh, which means that we have just as much Native American on my dad's side as Elizabeth Warren. So there you go. I could have been a senator. <gasps> wow, I could have gone to college for free. I could have done all this stuff just like Elizabeth Warren, who's running for president. Hmm, interesting. I think it's hilarious. So anyway, if you hear a ding or whatever in the background, it's not your phone, it's my phone. And um, this is given all kinds of stuff that dad's dad's on a, on a tear right now this morning <laughs> let's talk about some stuff i heard though because that is the name of the podcast so i did i did do some some research i went down and and started looking at different podcasts and different um things on netflix and amazon prime and <clears throat> i realized the other day that that i haven't been paying much attention to amazon prime and i was like you know, I do watch shows like The Marvelous Miss Maisel, which I think is really fantastic. Um, I've watched uh, a few seasons of The Expanse, which I just couldn't get into. I mean, I know it's supposed to be really awesome, and you know, they promote it a lot on their page, but I just can't get into it. To me, it's very, it's very. Uh, I don't know any other way to say it than clunky. It's a clunky show. It just, it just doesn't flow for me personally. I mean, listen, everybody's got different tastes. Some of you out there are watching the show and you're like, well, are you kidding me? It's amazing. Okay, well, good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Just like Whitney Cummings' podcast, good for you. I didn't listen to hers this week, but I mean, I did see where she's interviewed David Spade, and I'm sure it's hilarious because both of them are funny comedians, and together I'm sure it's a fun hang. But what I did do is I scrolled over to the Amazon Prime thing on my little fire stick and went over and <clears throat> I recognized one of the comedian's names. It was Morgan Murphy. Morgan Murphy is Irish and the title of this special is Irish Goodbye. Um, I've heard her on podcasts where she's come in as guests and done interviews and I think she's funny as an interview person. Um, the special... The special was uh, kind of uh, Stephen Wright paced. It's very slow, um, very calculated. She's choosing her words very specifically, and 
you know, it just, I never, I didn't, I didn't really laugh out loud, but maybe once, um, you know, again, different tastes for different people. This just, it wasn't for me. I watched it and I was like, okay, I've seen it. Cool. I mean, I think she's a funny person. I just didn't think this was her best work. Um, and then I was, is like, if you listen to this, you may also check out other comedians. And I was like, Hey, look, Christopher Titus. I used to watch the Titus show and it was a hit on TV and they canceled him because he refused to, uh, cater to what they wanted to do. He had a show, the Titus show, and it was supposed to be about him and his wife raising kids and that <clears throat> he's like, I grew up in a broken home and you know, they divorced over stupid reasons. He goes, you know, I wanted to show an American couple that could, that could make it through anything. Like I wanted to show how hard it was on couples and that we could still come together at the end of the day. At the end of every episode, it was a, you know, Hey, I realized that one of us was an idiot and you know, we didn't listen to each other or there was a misunderstanding and let's get back, you know, let's, let's come back together. And he said that as they were number one in the, in the ratings, um, the head of the, the network at the time suggested that they do a spinoff change of the show and basically have the two main characters, the husband and wife get divorced. And he was like, no, that's, that's a, that's a stupid idea. This is a completely against what I wanted to do. And he basically told him it was a stupid idea and he wasn't going to do it. And they were like, okay. So he was number one in the ratings at the time. He went home, came back to work on Monday and they'd canceled the show. Just canceled it. He was number one in the ratings. Imagine if you were number one in the ratings on TV back when there was only four networks to watch. And because you didn't do what the head of the network wanted you to do, which was completely against the concept of the show, they canceled it. So he learned at that time, I'm not going to do anything unless I do it myself because then I can control it. So he self-funded himself doing multiple projects over the years, including a lot of stand-up shows that he produces himself. He sets everything up, including the cameras, the production, the editing, the filming, you name it, booking the place. He does tours now where he books everything himself because he's like, I don't want anybody to have control of my life anymore. I'm going to do this myself. And he's a very educated guy, even though he makes jokes about him being not that smart he's very educated and he makes a lot of funny educated jokes. And I think this, um, this comedy show that I watched was from like 2017. Goodness. My dad is just on a tear sending me stuff. Um, he did this comedy show in 2017 called, um, Amerigeddon. And it was basically about the election and about Trump and about the people, you know, running against Trump and how stupid it all was and how, None of it really mattered, and he's not, he doesn't go from one side or the other. He kind of makes fun of both sides, and he makes fun of the American people, and he's, he's like, listen, I'm one of you. I was in the, spe- you know, I was in the special class. I used to, <clears throat> I used to pride myself on the fact that I knew that nine came after eight. <laughs> he's like, you know, he said, even my wife will joke at me sometimes about how I do some of the dumbest things. What? I can't. I don't have time for that. People are texting me on a ramp right now. I have my phone. I'm sorry. I normally don't have my phone volume on. 
uh, or notifications on when I'm doing the podcast. But because Greg said he would call in, I've kind of I've got it in my hand and I've kind of got it on the side. So anyway, um, so listen, I listened to Christopher Titus's Amerigeddon, and for the first half of the show, it was just me getting back up to speed with the way he does comedy, and I didn't really laugh much. But then it's an hour and a half show that he does in Arizona. The second half of the show, I literally was was crying. I was laughing so low, so hard. I mean, I don't know what it is. Like I said, different style comedy for different people. He just he hit on my funny bone and danced on it, and I laughed my butt off. So check out Christopher Titus on Amazon Prime, Amerigeddon. Um, so if I had to like you know give you a you know yes for this, no for that. I'd say yes for Titus, no for Morgan Murphy. I'm sorry, Morgan. I think you're funny. This just wasn't, it wasn't uh, your best stuff. So anyway, um, <clears throat> I went from that to wanting to watch something on Netflix, and there's a lot of new stuff that's on, and sometimes the algorithm says, you should like this, and I go, yeah, but I just don't, I don't, I don't have any interest. Like, I like vampire kind of stuff, and I like time travel, and I like super, you know, the supernatural kind of stuff, and I also like chick flicky kind of stuff, which you guys know. You've heard me talk about it. Um, <clears throat> so there's this uh, Norwegian-ish looking show that's called Ragnarok that's out that it's like, you should like this. And I'm watching the previews and their voices are dubbed. And right away when I look at the word Ragnarok, I think of Thor. I think of Chris Helmsworth. I think of him and the Hulk, you know, hanging out and fighting and being buddies. And, you know, when I'm looking at the previews for this, it's like a high school drama where at the end of it, this guy wields like a normal size hammer and there's lightning. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't think I can get into it. Now, listen, don't get me wrong. I'm sure it's a delightful show. I'm sure that Netflix has done their research and they're like, wow, this is a really popular show in this country. We should show it in America with dubbing. Here's the problem with them and dubbing. Every time they do a show where they dub, it's like they only have two actors, one male actor and one female actor, and they do all the voices for the people. And there's no emotion in it, and it's just them reading, and sometimes they do a different accent, but as you're watching it, you can't differentiate who you're watching because the the voice thing throws you off so much. I'm sure it's something to do with the Fibonacci sequence where your brain automatically goes, something's not right, and so you detach, you know? Does that make any sense? Um, I did that with this show. I started watching this show, and it looked really interesting. Uh, It's called... Omniscient, O-M-N-I-S-C-I-E-N-T. Omniscient. I don't know if I'm even pronouncing that right. Um, <clears throat> in the previews, it shows these drone, what looks like dragonflies, following you around all the time, recording everything you do. And it says, you know, in the little promo video that they have, with the induction of our drones, uh, homicides have dropped down to four last year. And it was like, What? You know, total crime is reduced to, you know, something like 10, I think there was 10 episodes of someone stealing something. And that was it. That was the only crime. And then it shows a quick switch into the program and this woman's father is murdered and these drones are supposed to be following everyone, doesn't record it. There's no history of it. And so immediately she's like this super smart girl that works for this company that makes the drones. She goes into her own investigation and everyone around her is telling her, you can't do this. You can't look into it. These are perfect. There's, there's no way it could be wrong. 
So you can just picture the story that's going to unfold after that. Now, I don't know what language this is supposed to be in originally. I'm looking at the words on the screen and I can't figure out when they have like printed things. I can't figure out if it's supposed to be French or Spanish or, or Italian or what. I don't know. I don't know. I'm that level of stupid. Uh, but watching it, uh, the first episode is is so slow, I almost quit on the whole thing. There's only six episodes. But this first episode is so slow, I almost was like, forget this. But they're also setting you up for what's coming. Like, they're giving you just some background information. And they're, I mean, he dies in the first episode, so you're not going to, like, miss that part. You're going to be like, oh, okay, he died. Okay, just struggle through the first episode. Watch the second episode. It gets better. But the dubbing is a pain in the neck. Um, you don't have to watch it that closely. Here's the thing. I had it on while I was doing stuff around the house, and I still got the gist of the show. But it wasn't one of those that had me sitting on the couch with my eyes peeled back going, Whoa. which, I mean, there are shows like that. There are. I know because I've watched them. This isn't one of those. But it's decent. It's a decent idea. Listen, the, the, the idea for the thing was really cool. And some of the special effects were really cool. Um, I think they, like, my brain is worked into production mode of, I wonder how they shot that. So immediately I'm thinking, okay, they did this on a pretty relatively easy budget. There's not a whole lot they had to do to make this happen. Um, location obviously is a thing. And of course the special effects of these little drone things flying around is a thing. But they're in such small details that they don't have to do like a, a big budget build to make you think that it's in the room or, you know, flying around. Because it's so tiny. They could just show a dot on the screen and go, oh, look, there it is. But anyway, if you're into science fiction-y kind of crap and you don't mind dealing with the two actors that do the dubbing, uh, check it out. Yeah, I wish I had like a scale. <clears throat> like, here's my scale of how this movie is. On a, on a scale of... Of teal to to grayish blue, I give it a you know whatever. I'm just pointing at my things on the wall here that have color swatches. Um, but like on a scale of like one to ten, what do you give it? Kind of thing. And I don't really want to do one to ten because that's not fair to anybody. Because um, I mean, you may not be in a science fiction at all. In which case, you're going to turn it on and go, "What the hell is this?" And you're going to turn it off. Uh, but if you're in science fiction, you're going to be like, "All right, I'll kind of go with it." Sure. Um, anyway, I went from that to watching Taylor Swift, Miss Americana. I know I'm going with this America theme here, obviously, with Christopher Titus's Amerigeddon and Taylor Swift's Miss Americana. I liked it. I liked Taylor Swift's Miss Americana. It was a story told by her about her life, basically, about getting her start writing music. I was amazed at how much music she actually writes. I totally thought that she had written her first stuff, and then after that she was working with like one of those music factory places that just cranks out tunes and goes, here, just sing this. I had no idea she wrote as much as she did, and they show you a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff of her coming up with music all the time. I mean, this girl works her tail off. I had no idea the pressure she was under from the media and from fans always criticizing her. And I go, you know, as I'm watching it, I'm just overwhelmed by watching this young lady grow up in, let's face it, she's 
she's in that spectrum of fame that only 1% of people ever get to. I don't think there's many people in any civilized culture around the world that doesn't know who Taylor Swift is. I mean, obviously, there's people like Bush people and, and Aborigines and folks like that in the Congo that are like, Taylor who? I mean, that was the accent I decided to give them. <laughs> what the what the hell's wrong with me? Anyway, I had to give them an accent. I don't know why I came up with Zimbabwe, but uh, it's not even Zimbabwe. That's like an American Zimbabwe. Never mind. So I'm just saying she's super popular, okay? Most people in civilized world knows who she is. And everything that you do when you're that type of person is in the spotlight. She talks about having a stalker at one point, about, you know, some guy taking photos from inside of her own apartment, taking a shower, laying in her bed. And she was like, Ugh, holy crap, you know. Um, there's a little bit of that that I get from listening to Bert, where he talks about how he's talked about his place too much, and that's why they're moving um, because he's got random people showing up at his front door, freaking his daughters out and it's not cool. And he's like, I listen, I, I realize it was my fault. And, but if you're Taylor Swift, I'm pretty sure she's a lot more calculated about not mentioning where she lives, but there are stalkers out there. There are legit people that are like, I gotta find where you live and I'm going to move in <laughs> and we'll be best buddies. And what, you know, where did that voice come from? <clears throat> That sounds like too much coffee. Um, but, like, what do you do when you're that little of a fame? I mean, you've got to draw the line somewhere, and you've got to be like, you know, this is not cool. Um, but I imagine for her, she has to, like, have security protect her place even when she's not there just to make sure that random crazies don't show up. I can't imagine it. I can't imagine the pressure. I can't imagine... The fact that no one you come into contact with, you you can't be certain that they don't all want something from you. I mean, I am nowhere near that level of fame. And when people come up to me and go, hey, I want to be on the podcast, I'm like, who are you? I mean, Joe Rogan. Can you imagine the, the people that come up to Joe Rogan on a regular basis? Hey, man, you should have me on the podcast. <sighs> but Taylor Swift... That's a whole nother stratosphere. I wonder if that's a weird statistic. I wonder if there is a culmination between how many people know who Joe Rogan is versus how many people know who Taylor Swift is. I'm sure Taylor Swift is, there's probably way more people that know Taylor Swift than Joe. But I would imagine that that gap is, is, is narrowing. Wouldn't you think? Anyway. So... I really liked it. I, it was, this was the favorite thing I've watched this week, is that Taylor Swift thing. I highly recommend it. Even if you're not a Taylor Swift fan, it's a great story. The way they filmed it, the way they showed it, the way they showed her growing up in front of you on camera is, is great. Um, I hate to say it, but I've never bought any of her stuff, but I might now. I might actually buy some, some of her music because of it. It was that good. Um, so I did check out the Burt cast this past week on my podcast. Um, he has an episode out number 386 with Tom Papa. Tom Papa is a stand up comedian. I've heard him many times on Joe's podcast and on Burt's podcast. He's been on there before. 
Um, Tom Papa is like a regular guy. He's raising kids. His kids are you know a couple years older than Bert's. Uh, he also has two daughters, and um, apparently he tours regularly with Jerry Seinfeld, uh, their buddies. Uh, Tom does a very clean show, and because of that, he does you know a lot of gigs that Bert doesn't necessarily do. Um, but he's a funny comedian. I've heard him on Joe's podcast many times where he'll come in and every time he comes in, he brings Joe some fresh, uh, fresh baked bread. And Joe's like, you know, what about this gluten thing? And he goes, no, nah, it's none of that. Listen, I got three ingredients and this is all enjoy. This is delicious. You'll enjoy it. And, uh, and Tom is a, he's just a, a real man, you know? And he's, he's a dad and he's a husband and he's a comedian and he's figuring life out and he's funny. Uh, he was great on this podcast. Matter of fact, it was so much fun listening to these guys on the podcast talk to each other that I shared it with everybody I could. I was like, you need to listen to this. This is funny. And this is a good interview, but it's also hilarious. Um, he has a new Netflix comedy special that just came out this past Tuesday. It's called You're Doing Great. And I watched it last night and I laughed the whole way through. The guy's hilarious. He is hilarious. Uh, it, I guess a lot of it hit home because I'm, I am, uh, similar aged. I am, uh, 45, almost 46. And I'm going to say Tom Papa's probably getting close to 50. If not, if not, he is 50. He looks around 50. Um, but he talks about what it, you know, what it's like being a, a parent and, and, you know, in today's society. And the theme of the show is you're doing great. And he kept saying that over and over again. Listen, you're doing fine. He said, I went on tour. He talks about this on the podcast. He said, I went on tour and, and like everybody was so frustrated by everything that was going on in the news and with Instagram and you know trying to measure their life up to everyone else. And he said, I kept telling everybody, listen, you're doing fine. You're here at a comedy show. You got food readily available at arm's length at all times. Your temperature is constantly at 72 degrees. You're doing okay. It'll be okay. We're all making it. And he's right. Sometimes you need to hear that though. And you know, he de- he 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 delivers. It's a it's a funny Netflix special. Um, this is my I would say this is my favorite thing up to to Taylor Swift. Um, Taylor Swift was it's just great, but she didn't make me laugh. This made me laugh. So check it out. He's also on Joe Rogan. I haven't listened to that one yet, but I will because Joe asks a lot more questions than Bert does. Uh, I'm not hating on you, Bert. I love you. So, my buddy Greg, you've heard me talk about Greg. He's been on the podcast before. Greg Steele has a podcast now that's on iTunes, as well as Spotify and Orangebox and all those other places that you listen to podcasts, uh, Google Play, you name it. It's called 5 and 40. And on this latest episode, he talks about uh, having a budget, what it means to have a budget, what it, you know, how to get a budget. Um, He also talks about the coronavirus and you know, how it's communicated, how it's being treated, the vaccine process, or not the vaccine process, but the um, quarantine process. Um, He talks about, at length, he talks about a cult that's in a town in Georgia called Eatonton, where they built these two pyramids, and it's just, it's a crazy story. Um, In it, he gives you a lot of background information and talks about it. When I took a trip with him recently, he talked to me for couple of hours about the information that he found out about this cult in Eatonton, and it was mind-blowing. Um, it's worth a Google. 
listen to the podcast and then Google it. And you're going to be like, holy crap, I can't believe this is real. <clears throat> then on his random segment, he talks about his, uh, his band. He's a lead singer of a 90s cover band it's called 95. N-I-N-E-T-Y, the number five. Um, they played last night. And, uh, you know, I've seen them do a couple shows and they're great. They're really great. And at the end, he talks about uh, bourbon uh, for day drinkers. And <coughs> so during that part, he talks about if you're interested in getting into bourbons, here's some ideas of things you could try. And he talks about some brands that people might like. And listen, I listened to This is his second episode um, officially. I guess he had some, some other starters that was him trying to feel out what to do. But this is his second episode officially. And... You can tell he's getting comfortable. He took some notes. I, I, you know, my wife gave some great notes um, about his energy and about things he's interested in and how to deliver them. And and so he took that to heart and he delivered. This is this is actually really good to listen to. It's very easy to listen to. Uh, you can tell he's excited about every one of the subjects and it flowed very easily. Um, but yeah, check it out. It's available everywhere you listen to podcasts now. So. I'm going to hit pause here, and when I come back, you guys aren't even going to know it because you're going to be like, look, he's right back. I don't know what he said he had to pause for. Jesus, crazy, crazy talk, crazy talk. Um, I'm going to pause here, and I'm going to come back in a second, okay? Pause. All right, so I'm back. I just wanted to pause that for a second. had to get some stuff done around the house. Uh, (laughs) Listen, there's a lot of podcasts that I listen to, and while they're doing it, like life happens. One of the things I enjoy about Bert's podcast is that he does it from his man cave behind his house. And if you don't know, uh, he was on a show for Travel Channel and they were, you know, owned also by the Disney Channel or not Disney, by Discovery Channel. And they used to have a show on TV called Man Caves. And in it, Terry, Tony Saragusa and the other guy, I don't remember the other guy's name, uh, they would go around and they would make man caves for people. Well, Bert had several shows on the Travel Channel, including Trip Flip, Bert the Conqueror, and uh, Hurt Bert. Uh, and on there, one of the times he was in a meeting, he happened to pass by, pass by these guys, and he said, "Hey, I'd love to do a, a I'd love to do a man cave." And they were like, "We can do that." So they built a man, a man cave in his backyard, and that's where he does the podcast. Well, because it's attached to his house, life happens. The kids come in. The gardener comes by sometimes and is like using the weed eater or the blower or something like that while he's trying to do the podcast. His wife has chickens, so the chickens sometimes, they'll have the door open and the chickens come in and he's like, why are the chickens in here? And the dogs come in. All kinds of craziness happens. But you know, life is not perfect, nor is it supposed to be perfect. So it's those elements of listening to that happen that makes you realize, oh, like this is a normal guy. Like, you know, yes. There's a podcast, and yes, he's popular because of the podcast. And, you know, him and Tom Papa kind of talk about this a little bit on on the podcast they do together, where uh, they were mentioning uh, the fact that some people they grew up with have no idea the level of fame that they've gotten because of the job they do. And he said, you know, I'm, I literally, you know, know people that maybe he talks about one person in particular that he got his career started on television with who he invited to come to a show. And he's like, hey, I'll, I'll comp you guys some tickets. You know, you guys can come. And he said when the guy came, he goes, wait, all these people are in line to see you? They're here to see you. And he's like, yeah. He goes, they're all here for you. And he's like, yeah. You're that popular? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, yeah. 
And, and Tom Papa talks about that when, when uh, he's got, you know, friends that he grew up with who come to the show and they're like, I can't believe all of these people even know who you are. And he's like, yeah, me either. It's amazing. But here we are. So, you know, um, but yeah, it's those elements that make you realize that people are just people. They're trying to figure it out just like we all are. And I guess the theme of this episode is, as as, as uh, Tom Papa Special is titled, you're doing great. Keep doing what you can do. We can all do what we can do, and that's it. Be supportive as much as you can. You know, try not to do meth. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is lessons for life. You know, use soap, as we've learned on previous podcasts with my mom. Use soap and vigorously agitate with your hands. Rub it. Rub, 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 rub. Use washcloths. Clean. Stay clean. Stop touching your face. Try to get some plenty of rest. Oh, rest. Rest is the one thing my body decided it didn't want the other day. I don't know why. I went to bed uh, Thursday night knowing I had to get up early for work. Uh, I was planning on getting up at like 3.30. What ended up happening was I got up at 1 a.m. And I had a... One of those pains in your shoulder that won't let you go to sleep. It's like I'd pulled a muscle in my sleep and I could not get comfortable again. It's like I, I couldn't stretch it out right. I couldn't get it to relax. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything to make the muscle stop hurting. So finally, I just got up. I was like, this is ridiculous. I am, in, I am miserable. So I got up, took some medicine, had some coffee, and just went into work. I was like, well, I'll figure it out. Happened to go into work. Hopped on a truck with a guy, went and did our day, came back home, and uh, I was so exhausted by the time I got home. I was like, oh, good. Now it's nap time. So my wife, I knew, was going to get off work and go to the gym. I hopped in the shower and laid down, and three and a half hours later, (laughs) I woke up. (laughs) So my wife brought home dinner. We had some dinner, watched some stuff on TV. It got to be about 11-ish, and I was like, I'm going to bed. I think it was like 11.30. I was like, I'm going to bed. She's like you're tired? I said, yes. Even with my three and a half hour sleep, if you look at the clock, it's like I slept till 4.30. That's still freaking early. And she was like, all right, fair enough. And I had no problem going to sleep. I mean, I was out like a light. Of course, then this morning up at 5 a.m. because my brain is like, hey, we're wasting daylight. The daylight's not even up and we're wasting it. Come on, let's go. We got to go do some stuff. Do you know how exhausting that is? I wonder how normal people sleep. Mm. I mean, I can go in the bedroom and my wife's still sleeping. I can go in there and like now and watch her. And I'm like, hmm, that's how you do it. Okay, good for you. Hmm. Well, I'm going to start my day anyway because it's Saturday and I got some stuff to do. I got to get prepared. There's things that need to happen today. Not a lot, but things. I've got in the works for... A friend that I, well, I say friend loosely, a person that I knew from high school who I'm friendly with on Facebook and um, I'm trying to get her to start a podcast because she used to be a journalist and I would love to do a podcast with her where I get to interview her and ask her about a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions. Um, but I think that she has a talent 
for asking questions that get people engaged. And I think that she could have a podcast that would be wildly popular, probably would be way more popular than me. Um, cause she knows a lot more people and she's more thoughtful and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but she also asks questions as a journalist would ask where it doesn't matter which side of the fence of an issue you are. She does it in a way that you're engaged on both sides. And so, I don't know. You're going to find out. If she's on here, you'll see. You'll be like, oh, that's the one you're talking about. Okay, cool. So stay tuned for that. Uh, also, I may do one with Greg later on today as a bonus episode. So, you know. I'm just looking down at my counter, and this is episode 187. And all I can think of 187 is that was a movie with Samuel L. Jackson about murder, because that's the police code for murder. He was a, a teacher. And he gets assigned this rough part of the neighborhood where he rides a bicycle to school. And he's supposed to be the teacher that's going to clean up things. And he's got a bunch of gang members in there that he's now the teacher of. And it's, a, it's an interesting movie. Um, I recommend it. So, in honor of uh, Sam L. Jackson, uh, thank you, motherfuckers. <laughs> if that's not funny to you, you don't know who Sam L. Jackson is. So, yeah. All right, that's it. I'm going to wrap this up. Thanks for tuning in. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends. Uh, if you want to do a podcast, go to anchor.com. I can't say enough about it. Anchor.fm.com or anchorfm.com or whatever the heck the thing is. It's an app. You can download it on your phone. It's purple. Just follow the steps and you too could be a podcaster making tens of dollars. So anyway, y'all take care. Thanks for being a part of this. And go check out Tom Papa's special. You're doing good. You're doing great. You're doing great. It's fine. You're doing great. All right. That's it. Cue the cow.